Hi, my name is Annie, and you're listening to the Midamerica MHTTC Minute. On today's episode, we'll be chatting about our last Leadership Institute community of practice. Produced in collaboration with the Mid-America Prevention Technology Transfer Center and the Mid-America Addiction Technology Transfer Center, the Leadership Institute Community of Practice has created a space for current and emerging behavioral health leaders to work together towards the future of our industry through the past few months. This week on the podcast, I am joined by Dave Clausen, who will be facilitating our final session titled Building Rapport and Working Over Extensions. All right. Well, hello, Dave. How about you introduce yourself? Tell me a little about you and your professional background. Hey, all right. First off, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for the invitation. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a good conversation today. So a little bit about myself. Goodness, um, I could talk for a long time, but as it relates to, to leadership and to this conversation and the upcoming community of practice, I got my start when it comes to leadership as a team leader in the Illinois Army National Guard. And as as a junior in college, while I was still a sergeant, a team leader, I had a team of soldiers underneath me, and we then got deployed to Iraq. And in that role, I ended up leading over 180 combat patrols and was selected for our, our recon sniper team as well. When I came back, I jumped back into college, and I like to joke that you know, being Army infantry serving combat tour back in 2005, so it's been a little while, but I was qualified afterwards to be a mercenary or be a police officer. And so I went the police officer route and jumped into grad school at the same time. But the cool thing about being a, a police officer at Eastern Illinois University was I got to learn about substance misuse prevention. As I was a crime prevention officer, interacting, building relationships with folks on campus, with the students, with community members as well, I, I learned that there was this whole evidence-based prevention and prevention science. And I thought to myself, goodness, so much of what I, I have to handle for calls for service as a police officer, there's almost always going to be alcohol or other drugs involved. What would it be like if people didn't use substances like that? So I was all in all in on prevention from from that day forward and had uh, many stops along my prevention journey at the Illinois Higher Education Center, then SAMHSA's Center for the Application of Prevention Technologies. And yes, we do like long named in the prevention field if y'all don't realize it. Uh, but most recently, I was the co-director of the Mid-America PTTC before leaving to now run my own business, DJC Solutions. That is a long, short, medium intro as it relates to uh, my background. So now that we know a little bit more about you, why don't you give us a little brief explanation of the presentation? It's called Building Rapport and Working Over Extensions. Yes. So we are we're going to dive into to a conversation to to really learn about our own unique individual personalities and how those personalities can influence our leadership styles, our leadership traits. And then building on that, 
we're going to also start to unpack how other individuals' personalities, their traits, can also influence how we need to show up as a leader to be our best selves and to really bring out the best in our team members. But everything isn't always you know, hunky-dory. There's going to be stress. There's going to be overextensions where we might not be at our best or our team might not be at our best. So at a leader, as a leader, our ability to, to recognize when we or others might not be bringing their A game and knowing how as a leader to adjust, to meet them where they are, to better serve them as a leader so they can then come out of that overextension, that, that stressed out state to then bring their A game as well. On the topic of overextensions, what are some common ones in the workplace? Ooh, good question. Good question. How much time you got? Uh, uh, but no, in all reality, when it comes to overextensions, that's going to be different based on the individual. I wish I could say, hey, avoid these top five behaviors in the workplace so you don't cause overextensions or stress folks out. But it's all going to be completely dependent on that individual, what they need. Because when it comes to, to personalities, when it comes to, to that, you've got folks that are more big picture thinking. They love brainstorming. They have a flood of ideas at the drop of a hat. But then there's those other folks that a little more grounded. They, they need time to process. They need time to think. They, they want to know what's on the agenda for a meeting well in advance so they can come prepared. They can process beforehand so they're not put on the spot. Some folks need that, that personal connection, that, that small talk in the hallway before a meeting or after a meeting as well to feel that personal connection. But if as a leader you don't create safe space and opportunities for all personality types to feel valued, to feel connected, feel like they belong, folks won't bring their A game and you might be creating situations that uh, kind of diminish your team rather than multiply their qualities and build them up to bring their A game. But it really is gonna depend on the individuals. And that's where we're gonna start to really dig into, see what folks bring to the table, but then also really get a good picture of what they might need and not need as well. Yeah, I'm definitely hearing that this is just not a one-size-fits-all type situation. I mean, mm -hmm, every single mm -hmm. person is obviously deeply unique and deeply different, and that also translates into every part of their being, including at the workplace. <laughs> yes, indeed. We are all different. We are all unique, and no situation is going to be exactly like another situation. And I mean, even when it comes down to conversations, you and I could have this conversation today and then tomorrow we could have the exact same conversation, but it will never be exactly the same. It will always be different. So as a leader, we have to adapt. We have to adjust to really meet the needs of our team and those folks we are serving. Yeah. Um, 
the presentation talks a bit about the five thinking styles. So what are those? Yes. So I kind of hinted at those in my last answer, talking about overextensions and needing to, to meet folks where they are and what they need. And it really comes down to the five thinking styles. And it's an acronym because in at least in prevention, you know we love our acronyms. Uh, it is DEVCA. So D-E-V-C-A. And that first thinking style is going to be database thinking. Folks that want the facts, that want to just sit back and observe and just take in the facts, the data, the meaning, the structure. And there's folks that are a little more emotive. They think very people-focused. What about the likes, the dislikes, the experience? And you have folks that are, are more visionary, big picture. They love brainstorming. They, they love thinking of those innovative ideas or what could be. And on the backside of that, you've got your critical thinkers, the yeah buts, the folks that apply that critical thinking lens. And then lastly, you've got those action-oriented folks that just say, hey, let's talk. Let's get down to business. Let's take some steps. Who's going to do what, when, or tell me what you need to be done so I can go then and do it. So based on those five thinking styles, think as a leader about what each individual one might need, those database fingers. What, what do they need to bring their A game? What might take them away from or distract them from bringing their A game? For the visionary folks, as for example, we could go through each of the thinking styles, which we will in our session, and really start to unpack what each thinking style needs. Also, for those listeners, if you're thinking, well, I'm kind of a little bit of that one, and I'm a little bit of that one. Yes, we all have the ability to, to use, to apply, to think in these different styles. But we all tend to naturally gravitate towards one or the other as our, our primary go-to thinking style as well. Can you explain the importance of learning how to build rapport with each unique thinking style? Yes. So this, this is actually going to build on the, the overextensions mm-hmm. and understanding your team and meeting them, meeting them where they are and providing them what they need to be at their best. As a leader, we want our team to bring their A game and, and really work together to co-create the results or the the projects, the outcomes, the impacts of of your organization or your mission. And that really does start with self-knowledge, understanding yourself as a leader. What do you bring to the table? What does it take for you to be at your best, your A-game? What takes you away from your A-game? What makes you bring your B-game? And then as you start to build on your self-awareness, then you start to see what everybody else can bring to the table and the uniqueness of their own individual personalities, their A game and their B game. It's just to really value that diversity of, of thinking style. And as you, you value that diversity, you're then able to better build rapport with them because you get it. You get them. You're able as a leader to meet them where they are, help them be at their best. And then all of that together is what's going to lead you to being a cohesive, 
effective team to really drive forward and get those results that you're striving for. And so the importance, it all lies with that, the, those principles right there. It starts with self-knowledge, self-awareness, valuing the diversity of others, and then you can build rapport, which will then lead to creating those results together. We'll unpack that some more too, y'all. And then I think a lot throughout this conversation, we're talking about leadership and talking about this from the leadership perspective and having a team and whatnot. But how can staff members at any level, you know, support managerial to the executives utilize mm. this presentation? Oh, you just set me up for something I get so fired up and passionate about. I know we're limited on time, but in prevention and really in the behavioral health field, we are all leaders. It doesn't matter if you have a title, if you have folks, quote, underneath you in the organizational chart, but we're all trying to create and foster positive change in individuals that we encounter, individuals that we work with, we serve our teams, our organizations, our communities, our regions, and our states. We're all trying to create positive change. And there's actually a research study that was done, and I like to call it the good apples versus the bad apples. So the researchers, they put together a team of participants that were set to create a marketing plan for a new startup. That's why they were invited in. What they didn't know was that the researchers had planted an actor at that table with them. And this actor was set to play different roles with each different group. Everything from an Eeyore and meh, I'm going to cross my arms and sit back. And, I don't really care to what felt like a jerk, really shooting holes in everybody's plans and, and just challenging folks. And what they found in all the groups, that one individual who wasn't a leader, wasn't the boss, they were all peers. But how he showed up drastically affected the results of that team. Before long, when he's an ER and sitting back and just not really caring, eh, folks would do the same. The researchers, though, for one group, they had an outlier group. And so as they looked at that group closer, they realized whenever their actor, the, the bad apple, would, would speak up, would push back, would challenge, one individual around the table would simply deflect, diffuse the tension, and then invite the actor to, to come up with solutions, to, to come alongside. When that individual created safe space, took that tension out, then opened up the conversation to everybody around the table so it wasn't dominated by one person, that group had much better results compared to all the other groups. And during the debrief with the actor, he even said, I was trying to play the role of the jerk, but I just felt myself naturally wanting to contribute, naturally wanting to, to, to help and be a good apple. And so, the, the moral of that story is, even if you're not in a leadership position, how you show up as an individual can create, can help foster, can help change the culture of a team, of a community, and lead to better results and bigger impacts. So that's how it can help 
anybody, no matter your position. We've been able to talk through a little bit of the presentation, but what else can attendees expect to walk away with if there's anything that we missed? <laughs> oh my goodness, yes, indeed. So y'all are going to actually get to download a free smartphone app. It's free, don't you worry about that. But with that app that you can take with you on the go, you're gonna create a dynamic look at your own unique persona. Now, it's not like other personality assessments that type you, that puts you in a box that say you're a, you're a five or you're a seven. These are your qualities because those, those assessments, they make assumptions about your qualities and your strengths. They'll ask you questions at the top down, like your four archetypes or eight aspects, and they make assumptions. They put you in a box. They say you're this type. But y'all, we're different. We're all different. We don't fit in a box. And so what we're going to do is we're going to create a dynamic look at your own persona. No boxes, just a picture of who you are as an individual, that multifaceted uniqueness that you bring to the table. And then building on that, we're going to really start to uncover what helps you bring your A game, what helps you be at your best. What are some of those things that kind of take you away from that? So you bring your B game. And then since it's a community of practice and together is better, we will be learning from each other about our uniqueness, about what helps each other be at their best or what takes them away from being their best. So with that, you'll be walking away with insights and lessons learned from other individuals as well, which will give you a new perspective as you're going out and interacting with folks as well. Perfect. Well, I can't wait. I'm sure everyone will walk away with something very important from this. And thank you so much for stopping by today and chatting with us. Hey, it's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, looking forward to this community of practice. It is going to be a great conversation. Looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll see you again on Thursday. All righty. Take care, everyone. Thank you again for joining us. Make sure to tune into Dave's presentation on Thursday, September 15th at 12 p.m. Central Time.